From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. Here's Reverend Daya Adams. There's a book by Thich Nhat Hanh that is named the same as the song, Peace is Every Step. And it's about living peace in every step, in every moment of our lives. And we will be talking more about peace because this is 2020, 2020, and that is our theme for the year. Peace is the way that we follow. And God knows we need peace. This is, a, the, this is such a timely theme because our communities, our countries, our families, our world, our planet is calling for peace. And it is ours to do, to bring that peace into our communities, into our families, and into the world. Let's see if I can get this to work. I can't. John, can you help me out? Thank you. Oh, it was there. It just wasn't there. So I'll need a lot of help. This is service, I think. Okay, so this is, this is our theme. It's the way of peace. And I mentioned this before, but not everyone was there. That particular photograph of the ocean I was there on that beach on New Year's Day, and it was such a peace-filled experience. It was not, it was that quiet peace, but it also the power of the ocean was very much there, and the sound of the waves, and the horizon, it was the, the back end of a storm, so the sky looked a little bit wild. So that sense of peace in the presence of the power of God expressing through nature. It was an amazing day, so I thought it was a fitting photograph for our year of peace. Okay, I need help. <laughs> and so today what we're going to do is talk about peace in terms of some of the things that Jesus taught because Jesus is our way-shower, our teacher, and he was a powerful teacher on peace. You know, he, he not only spoke about peace, but if we look at his life and what he did when the soldiers were coming to arrest him and his disciple tried to defend him by cutting off the ear of a soldier, his response was to heal the soldier. This was supposedly his enemy. And his response was to offer love, to offer healing, and a, an example to us. You know? Or when he told a parable about how we are to be with each other, with the neighbor, when a, a person needed help, in his story, he allowed the Samaritan to be the hero, the one that was the example of how we are to act. And historically, in the time of Jesus, the Samaritans were the other. 
the aliens, the ones that were not in favor. So Jesus, in telling the story, chose a person that would normally not be respected, would normally be shunned. And so he was a teacher of peace in that way, too, showing that we are all one, you know, that we are all good, that we are all children of God, if you will. So when I hold this up, John, that'll be my signal. How's that? <laughs> and in the Gospel of John, then what will I hold up? <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was just kidding, Kathleen. Thank you. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Uh, not as the world gives, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. And I'd like to look at that backwards. So that he ends with, let your heart not be troubled, nor let it be afraid. How many here have ever had a troubled heart? So you know what that is, right? It's painful. It's not a good feeling. It's something that, that grips us and holds us. So his message about peace was we are not to allow our hearts to be troubled. We are not to get stuck in fear. We are to open our hearts and allow that peace, the peace that Jesus gives, the peace of the Christ, to fill our hearts and to release that fear and that sense of being troubled. So again, going back again, the next sentence. Everyone give Kathleen a If it, we'll see. Well, you still deserve a hand one way or the other. Okay. So, not as the world gives, I give unto you. So this peace that Jesus gives, the peace of the Christ consciousness, is not conditional. It's not dependent on circumstances. It is a peace that we can experience even in the midst of a challenge, even when around us things, circumstances, seem to be troubling. Our hearts do not need to become troubled. Our hearts can remain open and filled with that peace of God. So going back words again to the first sentence, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. You know, Jesus taught not just in, in the words, the instructions, but he was also a teacher by example. If we are embracing Jesus as our teacher, as our way shower, then the things he did were just as much teachings for us. So we are to do as he does. And if Jesus gives the peace that is in his heart, in his consciousness, 
then it's not enough for us to accept that peace and open to it. It's not enough for us to allow our own hearts to be not troubled and not in fear. If Jesus gives the peace that is within him, and we are following his example, then it is ours to accept that peace and then give that peace to those around us, to every person that we meet. Because if we want to just have it for us and not give it, not intentionally make sure that we give it to every person we encounter, then we are not following his teaching. Can you imagine Jesus saying, I've got peace, you can't have it. You know, the heck with you. <laughs> so this is the message for today, that Jesus taught peace in many ways. The peace that he gives is far deeper and greater than any circumstance we can encounter. And that it is ours to give that peace in the same way that Jesus does. And I had a wonderful opportunity to remember what that means this morning. I injured my knee. That's why I'm kind of walking in and out of here instead of taking these steps. And I'm acting a little bit differently today. I'm trying to take care of my knee, which is already healing. Thank you. Um, but when I injured my knee, boy, my heart got troubled because I had a service to get to, right? I had a dog to walk before I could go to this service. And I was aware that it was painful, but not aware how difficult it would be to walk the steps from my second floor apartment. And so time was rolling on. I mean, it took a long time to go down those steps. And I'm walking with my dog, but I cannot make it to the places she usually likes to go in her morning walk. It's too far for me to get there, and she's looking at me very confused. So I put her in the car to bring her along, and I'm still not at peace. I mean, this is, I, my heart is troubled, I am in fear, I am grumbling, I am blah, 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 you know, all of this. And then, because I didn't know I was putting the dog in the car, my purse is upstairs, so I have to go back up those steps and back down those steps. And by the time I made it back down the steps, it was six minutes after eight, and our service starts at eight. But, you know, I still had time until I gave the talk and I communicated with Teresa. When I sat down and I'm there, what am I doing? I'm going to the church to give a talk on peace, and I'm not filled with peace. I'm in that troubled heart, you know, I'm afraid. And I took a deep breath. I remembered who I was, and I prayed. I prayed for the presence of God. I prayed for a different consciousness, that Christ consciousness that is so precious. I prayed for my need to heal. And I said, thank you. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. And with that, 
my consciousness shifted. I was no longer afraid. My heart was no longer troubled. And I experienced that peace that passes all understanding. Circumstances did not say you should be at peace. But the truth of who I was and the presence of God that I remembered with that prayer shifted my consciousness into that, what we call the Christ consciousness. And everything became different. I became different. And I was able to walk in here not panicking. I was able to bring that peace with me. And the first service went beautifully. And I know people stepped up to help me and support me. But that energy of being frantic was missing. So this is it. This is by opening to that peace, by claiming that Christ consciousness, I opened to that peace and I was able to offer that peace to everyone who was helping and supporting me. This is what it's about. And this was an easy, hardest troubled example. Sometimes it's much more difficult. But that's the teaching. That's what we're asked to do. Another thing that Jesus taught was that the kingdom of God is within us or in the midst of us because it can be translated different ways. But if that kingdom of God is within, in that kingdom I am aware of the presence of God. I am aware of the presence of that divine spark within me. And I am aware of that peace that is given. The peace of the Christ consciousness is always available to me. I don't need to go elsewhere. I do not need to look outside of myself to find that presence of God, to experience that Christ light. Our co-founder, Charles, or someone pointed out to me when he was with us, he was called Papa Charlie, said that peace is the harmony and tranquility derived from the Christ consciousness. So not only did Jesus teach it, this is a, an, a teaching that was embraced by our co-founder. So it's a remembering that it comes from the Christ, from the Christ consciousness. You know, last week we talked about people who did give that peace. And last week we talked about huge heroes, people like Gandhi, and we spent time talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Despite the difficult challenges each of them faced, despite the dangers, despite the heartache that they were trying to make right. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King did not get up in front of people and rail at the horrors. He would say, I have a dream. So what he brought, even as he did this amazing work of bringing peace, he brought that consciousness of peace. Today I want to talk to you about a simpler person and not as well known. She's the Peace Pilgrim, and I think her real name was Norma, but I could be wrong. She lived from 1908 to 1981. 
And what's really amazing about her is she spent 28 years walking for peace with the intention of giving her consciousness of peace to every person she met. During those 28 years, she would sometimes sleep outdoors or if someone invited her into their homes, she would come into their homes. If they fed her, she was grateful. She did not use money. And all she did, her whole intention, was to bring peace to every encounter. And she wore <clears throat> that shirt that said, Peace Pilgrim. So people would ask her about peace, and she would share that. There's a story that's written down that there was a time when she was walking, and a truck came. Oh, I see what happened. They gave me the wrong one. Now I've got the right one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, she was walking and a truck stopped, or a pickup truck, to give her a ride. And she got in the, the cab, and there was a, a man driving, and she instantly had that intuitive knowing. You know what that's like when you just know something without any doubt. And what she knew in that moment that this man intended to rape and kill her. And she started becoming afraid, that troubled heart. And she stopped herself because she's walking for peace. She's dedicating her life and she goes, no, I can't do that. So she shifted her consciousness to the divine presence, to that Christ consciousness, and she, deliberate, and she surrendered. Whatever may happen, she was going to offer this man only peace, only love, and nothing happened on the ride. He did not attack her. He did not rape her. He did not kill her. But later, days later, he told her that when you got into my truck, my intention was to rape and to kill you. But I felt such a powerful love such a powerful peace, I couldn't do it. And then after you got out, I couldn't figure out what had happened, but I knew I was changed for forever. And he became one of her strongest and most devoted followers, and he helped her with her pilgrimage from that point on. That's how it came to be written down, because he told her, So she said in, in this book, this little book, Steps Toward Inner Peace, is, it's a short book, it's about 20 pages, and it's the transcript of a talk that she gave. And in that talk, and if you're interested, you could probably download it for free because there's no copyright involved. Anyway, she said that there are four things that we must relinquish if we are to be peace pilgrims, if we are to live the way of peace. And the four things we must relinquish, first is self-will. And that's a big one. And that's a big one. It means surrendering 
to something greater. It means surrendering to the will of God. It means not resisting what comes to us in our lives. There was another man that, whose book we read. His name was Michael Singer, and the book's name was The Surrender Experiment. And he decided, as an experiment, to simply surrender what life, with a capital L, was bringing to him every day. And he, spent, he had property in Florida. He had a small house that he had built there. He had a dream of having a church or a temple or a spiritual center someday. But he was early in his path, and he went away for the summer. He actually came to California to learn how to meditate. And after three months, he comes back to Florida. He drives onto his land, and there's a small group of people building a house on his land. Nobody asked him. Nobody told him. Nobody asked for permission. And his blood started boiling. He's thinking, this is my land. I didn't tell you that you could do this. How dare... And then he remembered his commitment to surrender to whatever life or God was offering him each day. So he took a couple deep breaths. He went to his home. He got his tool belt, came back and said, how can I help? Then that this small group of people helped him create a temple and a spiritual center, and they supported him in his work. He, on the other hand, kept saying yes to everything that showed up, ended up being a multimillionaire and doing amazingly well in pouring this money into the spiritual center. It's a great book, but that's what the Peace Pilgrim means by relinquishing self-will. You know, we have those moments when we want to just let someone have it because they're not acting the way we want them to act. But if we relinquish self-will, we allow what is happening. I mean, we don't allow people to abuse us or hurt us, but if it's a matter... Because he would do that. He would step back and say, is there some pressing reason that I need to say no to this? And if there was not, he would just say yes. We need to relinquish feelings of separateness. I had trouble reading. Feelings of separateness. You know, so when we're separate, when you're the other, and you and I are not connected, it's easy to get into confrontations or to lose our peace. But when we lose that separateness, when we relinquish it, we remember we are all one. We are all children of God. We are all expressions of God. And the energy between us is different. We need to relinquish all of our attachments. Now, that doesn't mean we relinquish loving people or being passionate about our work or being inspired by a project we take on we can bring all of that into our relationships and what we do, but the attachment that we're relinquishing is we're letting go of, it has to happen my way, or you have to be the way I want you to be. You know, it's, 
we can make plans and we can put our energy forward and then we let go of it. You know the saying, we make plans and then God does otherwise? We have to be okay with that otherwise. We need to relinquish negative feelings because when we relinquish those feelings, we open our hearts and make room for that peace that passes understanding. So this is another picture of her. And she said at one time, when you find peace within yourself and become the kind of person who can, you become the kind of person who can live at peace with others. And she also said, but you see, I love people and I see the good in them. And you're apt to reach what you see. The world is like a mirror. If you smile at it, it will smile back at you. I love to smile, and so in general, I definitely receive smiles in return. This is the way of peace. This is the consciousness that comes with the dedication to living peace, to being a peace pilgrim. My guess is when Jesus walked, he had this type of consciousness too. Because with, if you are dedicated to peace, you can't help but experience our world in this way. Now, does that mean we never stand up for what's right? Does that mean we never make changes that need to be changed? No. We do what we are called to do, but we can do it with a peaceful heart. Just like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he changed so many things in his world, and yet he did it with a peaceful heart. So don't confuse this peace with an excuse to do nothing. Okay. So as we come to a close... Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter 5, verses 5 to 6, tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. This path of peace truly takes trusting in God. Whatever name you personally have for God, we need to trust in that divine presence and in the will of God because when we trust, we can keep our hearts open to that peace. So instead of relying on our own understanding, like this morning when I was freaking out about my knees not working and I have to get to church, that got me nowhere. Once I shifted to that trust in God, to the presence of God, here I am, and my peace I give unto you. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. And with that, blessings and namaste. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock 
at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org. Just be.